I think we have enough problems that it would have to be a spin-off podcast. Otherwise, we wouldn't really be talking about traveling anymore. <laughs> yeah. Hey everyone, it's Jason and Katie, and this is the Funk Travels Podcast. Together we move from America to Turkey to pursue our dream of international living. And now we're figuring out how to live the expat life. Join us in sharing in our experiences, the ups and downs, and travels along the way. Great job. All right, let's get started. Welcome to episode 37 of the Funk Travels Podcast. Yes, welcome. Yeah, we're happy that you're back. And that we're back. The second episode of season, what, three, we decided it was season season three. three. Yeah. Yeah. What's been going on the last couple of weeks? Oh, for me? Yeah, I'm asking you. (laughs) Currently, we are sitting in two different rooms. We have two different mics, and we are looking at each other over FaceTime in the same home on the same internet. Well, if you can figure out how to do this when we're in the same room, you, you're welcome. I know. Supposedly, you're able to be able but to do that, but how. we haven't I, figured it out. So I can't figure it out. No, it's totally fine. So uh, anyways, I, how's it going? It feels like we're doing this long distance dating thing again. Yeah. Well, this isn't the first time we've done this, so I don't know why you're uh, reacting to it the way you are. It's just, I don't know the way that it... The way that I asked the question just made me think back to that. Like, how's the last couple of weeks been for you? Like, you're in some distant, like, far-off country that... Yeah. Yeah. It's like we don't see each other every day. We do. Yes. Uh, the last couple of weeks have been good, I guess. Pretty normal. Okay, well, name, like, two things that have happened in this last week that... <sighs> You've been working on, struggling with, uh, joyful over, I mean. You should have prepped me for these things. I'm not. Why? I'm not good at these kinds of conversations off the top of my head. I mean, we always do an update and then we do the Yeah, but I didn't like, prepare. For, I didn't prepare. Okay. Do you want me to pause and then you can go back and talk about it? No, you why don't you answer the questions while I think about it? Okay. So what have been my couple of things? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I started lessons again, language lessons this week. So I had two grammar lessons for Turkish, and I met with a la- my language helper, and then we also did cooking. Well, I did cooking last week, but we did it again this week. So yeah, I'm getting back into it, and I realize, thankfully, that I have not forgotten all of my Turkish. Yeah. I realize how much, yet again, that I still don't know, but I am really thankful that the base and foundation that I worked on last year is still there. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, so that's one of mine. Mm-hmm. You want me to do the second one? Yeah, it's your turn. So the second thing that has happened this last couple of weeks is... No, no I was not prepared either. at all either. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> do you want me to go? Yeah. Probably the most notable thing was it was my birthday. Oh, yeah, your birthday. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, babe. Oh, thank you. Uh, so I turned another year older, and it was fine. Um, <laughs> one 
notable thing was that not on my birthday, but the day before, we went on a boat trip. And this will be the second boat trip in a row, rather, the second birthday in a row that we went on a boat trip. We should just make a tradition of it. This one wasn't nearly as long as the first one. The the first one was a whole week. This one was only eight hours or something. So episode 17 talks about our sailing trip in Turkey along the Mediterranean coastline. And it was one of the best things that I think I've ever done. I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed it. Um, It was like enough adventure for me and like way more laid back, relaxed time for you. You got to read so much on that trip. Yeah. Yeah. Because you were getting to, like we were getting to go places and do things, but you only had to sit the whole time, like as we went from place to place. Right. So enjoying the view and getting to read. It was a perfect mixture for you. This year was also pretty good. The water was very cold. uh, And so it made swimming a little less enjoyable than last year when everything was just wonderful. But uh, we still got to swim. I mean, we still swam quite a bit. But it was a little less, little less swimming, more sitting on the boat, just because the water was so cold. Especially yeah. when we went into the cave. Yeah, very cold in there. So in Turkey, you can rent a boat for a day, and we we got like eight different. Our German friends wanted to do this with us, and so we got eight different people and just split the cost between eight of us. And then we brought some meat and brought some sides to eat for lunch. And the captain who not only is taking you to all these different really cool coves along the coastline also grills your food. Yeah. Uh, So that was really fun. But yes, the water was really cold and it was not as cold as the first time I went out back in, was it June? Or May? No, we went there. Just felt like it was absolutely freezing, and it was cold. It was still cold. It was cold. I I think it was absolutely freezing. And I felt like the weather in general was cooler down there. Like it's been in the nineties here this week in Mm -hmm. Izmir, and we were down just north of where Ephesus is, and or west northwest, and it just felt a lot cooler on the boat. On the water. Yeah. Because you get the the breeze that's right on the ocean. Yes. Like Izmir is around the bay. And so the wind doesn't quite work the same. But when you're on the sea, you get the the breeze. And so Mm -hmm. it's cooler. And we were in like the frigid waters. And that kind of keeps the air cooler Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. So that was, those were your two things. Your birthday, which I thought when we were going to do this, I need to remember his birthday. And then... Yeah, but you forgot. forgot. So it's okay. Uh, It's not that notable. It is super notable. Like if you weren't born, then I wouldn't be married to you. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. happy to be married to you, babe. Thank you. (laughs) Um. So I was trying to think of something else. Um. For me, the last couple of weeks, and I think it's just that. Well, I didn't mention mention this in the last podcast episode, but. I've been doing some writing recently, and the expat magazine that I wrote an article was published this month. And so I received the Lale magazine. And it, where I've mentioned before that I'm a part of the International Women's Association here in Izmir, um, which is a section off of the one in Istanbul for the International Women of Istanbul. And they actually do a print magazine. And so I was able to write about our trip travels to Romania in their magazine and I provided pictures and so I'm pretty excited that it is actually printed. 
So that was yeah. kind of a big one. Is that the actual print magazine showed up at our door and I was just kind of giddy about it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, that's great. Okay. So moving on, our topic for today is what we have learned our first year living abroad as expats. Yeah. So it's a little after a year. We, if well, actually, what day did we get into Turkey um, last year? September. I thought it was September 8th. Yeah, I was going to say 6th or 7th. Oh, it might have been something. the 6th. So, September 6th, Like the maybe. first week in September, right? And we're recording this uh, the second at the end of the second week in September. Mm-hmm. So, it is just over a year that we moved to Turkey. Yeah. And I guess if you don't count the sailing trip, then we're almost like right at a year. Right. That we like moved in. So. Yeah, that we... Moved into the Airbnb private room for a month while we were looking for an apartment and then mm-hmm. lived there. I mean, we lived there the whole month while we were waiting for our apartment to be finished. Yep. And so it's been a year and uh, we're going to talk about what we've learned over the year. Yep. Okay. So yeah. I I had like three or four things that mm-hmm. I felt were important to me, like as I learned and yeah. grew over the last year. Do you have like yeah. a certain number? I have three. Okay. I wrote down three things. Let's talk about our top three things. See if any of them are the same. I mean, I think I kind of know you pretty well. I don't think these are yours. Uh, They might be. Okay. Well, why don't you start us off then? Uh, And you want me to start at the top or the bottom? Are any of, I mean, are there any like most important lessons learned in the last year? I think the biggest thing that I think I learned and that like we had talked about a lot is about intentionality and passivity. This is like a character trait that I have that I know about that I just tend to like sail through things like sail and to go back to the boating, like a boating sailing, just kind of like have the wind take me along without paddling. Okay, I'm going to say boat analogy. <laughs> I was wondering when you were going to cut that off there. Yeah, well, I can keep going. Please. You, no, I'm sure prefer. it's very entertaining for our listeners. I think the, the stress of moving to a foreign country and making everything even more difficult because not understanding the culture and the language and whatnot just increases the difficulty of just doing everything made this character trait even come out even more strongly in the sense of not only would I prefer to just not do anything, the barrier to overcome that and actually make things happen was increased as well. And so this snowballed into a bigger issue for us. So I think, I mean, this is probably, this is no surprise to you that this has been probably the root of a lot of our fights in the past year or the frustration with each other. Mostly with your frustration with me kind of stems from this. And so I think this is probably one of those things that probably the biggest thing that I learned or relearned or at least need to learn how to fix is this the the character trait the lack of intentionality especially when things are difficult and and stressful and whatnot and i just want to retreat to my safe space somewhere in my enneagram it says that right (laughs) your enneagram Um, maybe i don't know we should we should research that a little bit more i think it does we should do a whole conversation about this like a whole podcast episode i think it could be really helpful for people to hear how our personalities and what stresses us and what energizes us 
kind of help has caused conflicts between us that might actually give some insight to other people. I mean, that can happen in normal life in the States too. Right. But the short version is you want to do everything. I want to do nothing. And that causes problems. Well, I probably cause the the stress of me wanting to do everything probably causes the like you not wanting to do any of it yeah i was kind of thinking about that i wasn't <laughs> going to mention it but you you brought was it he up going to and i don't bring, know that i wasn't going to blame it all on you katie <laughs> no no i'm not i'm not blaming it all on you anyway but what what i was thinking is that you do a good job of of planning and making things happen and whatnot and so like not only do i not want to like my tendency is to not do things the the like energy or whatever that I have to do things or even just like the money that I feel comfortable spending on doing things like you you already have consumed from the stuff that you make happen and so to think anything that I plan now goes on top of your plans and you care about your plans more than I care about my plans <laughs> And so I'd rather we do your plans than my plans. And so it all just kind of snowballs together. Does that make sense yes, to you? Yes, it sounds like it's all my okay. fault, basically. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think that that's Well, no, true. and I think it, like, the way that you're saying it, I totally understand. I think some of the passivity comes in when I've already, like, thought ahead far enough to make plans ahead of time. And so, like... I get frustrated when you want to change the plans that we've already made, but I did try to include you on the plans while I was making them, but you didn't either want to be a part of that or it was too stressful at the time that I brought it up. And Yeah, I think this is a different topic. Really? I think this is different. This is something different? This is something different. I thought it kind of tied into like the larger issues that we've had whenever we talk through these things. Yeah, I mean, it probably all gets gets okay, wrapped. This sounds up together, like a whole like in my mind, it's a little different. That like episode. Uh, I mean, maybe we're. I mean, we're talking about what we learned. So I, I mean, we could probably talk about it the whole time. Yeah. But this is probably the biggest thing, and I have been trying to do to be better at it. You haven't mentioned anything about that, so I guess I'm not really succeeding in doing better at in it. the intentionality. I have. Yeah, I've I've been at least thinking about you it. You have more, you bought me so. flowers since we've been back, and you thought ahead on making dinner every night, which is really sweet. <laughs> I really appreciate that because yeah. sometimes I'm really busy during the day. If I meet with a tutor or if I do cooking classes, and uh, I just want to keep writing or working on some other things when it comes time for dinner, so you're able to do that while I can keep working. So, but yeah, and. Oh, another major thing that you've been working on is our visas. And so we are in the middle Mm -hmm. of our visas. That's been a major thing that you've taken on the last couple of weeks. And I've been really, really thankful for that. You didn't mention the visas. Oh, you mean in my first Yeah, you've only spent like tons of time. Kind of forgot about them. (laughs) It's because they're already mailed off and they're they're ready to go. I didn't think about... Yeah, I didn't think about it. Ahead. I didn't think about that part ahead of time. And so that's why they didn't make that first update. Yeah, list. and I didn't handle hardly any of it because you did it all. And so mm-hmm. I am really, really thankful that you handled that part of things so that I didn't have to worry about it. So I think it's also just better for you to know more about those situations so that you are clear on what the rules are and how things go so that if anything happens in the future or with our application, people are going to ask you the questions and not me because you're the husband. And so if you know them, then 
and you know the answers to the questions, it looks it just looks much better, at least in this culture. Yeah. So I've been really thankful for that. That was one of yours. Do you want me to go? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of my biggest areas that I've learned about myself is where my identity lies. And that was a hard one for me because I did go from a full-time job to not having a full-time job. And while I thought I would be okay with that for a while, I really did struggle through it. And I knew before I left the States that it was going to be hard. And we'd even talked through it too about how it was going to be hard for me. And I was trying to put some things in place that would help with that identity, that would give me like a different outlet. And it just took me a really long time to get to that outlet. Uh, So my outlet would be like the website and writing for it and doing pictures. And I think that I caused a lot of my own struggles with my identity because I just had to create a whole new identity. What I had to learn, and I knew this before, is being a believer in Jesus Christ, my identity is in Christ. And that does not look like that for everyone. And so other people, their identity is in their family or their identity is in their work. And I think that our identities are in a bunch of those different parts of things. But um, I don't think I realized how heavily I had put my identity into my work. And so then not having the identity in my work, I didn't have another outlet to put that identity in. And so I felt Sometimes I felt very worthless and that wasn't true. Those were just lies that I just kept feeling over and over again. And learning language isn't always a a helper in that situation either because then it just reminded me that I wasn't very good at language and then I wasn't doing the other thing that I actually was good at. So it took me a really, took me a good year to do something that helped um, feed into, well, one, I had to learn I really had to find my identity in Christ. And then too, I had to find another avenue that brought some fulfillment that I felt like I was helping other people. So writing about our expat lives and writing about things that I'm learning, I I wanted to help other people uh, as they move overseas and want to do international living. So I think that's been a a big learning point for me. Great. Did you know that one was one of mine? Uh, I probably would have been able to guess that one. Yeah, yeah. Because we've talked about it before. All right. What was what was one of your other ones? I don't know quite exactly how to put this one, but somewhere in the the learning the Turkish thing, <laughs> like I don't I don't have anything necessarily specific in here. But this is I mean this is my first time living in a foreign country for for this long, and kind of having it be a priority to learn the language. And to see that, and it kind of ties in, I guess, to the first one, that I haven't been super great at making it a high enough priority because I've kind of just, I learn, and I think most people do this, just learn to adapt to the situation that I'm in. And I don't put myself in a lot of situations in which my lack of, of knowledge of Turkish makes my life really difficult. And so that lack of difficulty means that I don't have the external pressures to push myself to learn. So I've gotten pretty good at, and this is, I guess, what I've learned, like how to avoid situations where I need to know Turkish, like going to the grocery store that has self-checkout so I can just do it all myself or knowing what things I can do online instead of calling. But just in general, learning how to avoid situations that that would like force me to use my Turkish um, 
that's something that I've learned, but I think that's probably a bad thing to have learned because it doesn't push me or, or rather it doesn't make me feel the stress of not understanding everything. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And one of mine talks about language, but it talks about the, um, I think just the importance of learning another language, especially if you're going to be here long-term. And I didn't grasp that the first time that I lived here, but my job looked different at that point in time. Um, yeah, and I don't, I'm not saying that it's not important to, to learn it because I totally agree with mm. you that it really should be one of my top priorities is, is getting a mastery in the Turkish language. If, because it would make my life, I mean, easier as much as I can do without knowing it very well, it would make my life just so much easier if I did know it really yeah, well. Yeah, and, and, I did want to say it has caused like frustrations between us. Yeah. When just because currently my speaking Turkish is a little bit ahead of your speaking Turkish. Actually, I don't actually know that. I think it's more of an understanding of of the Turkish, but it's at least a comfort level thing. Right. You're at least more comfortable speaking and listening to Turkish. Right. And I tend to make up a lot of stuff in my head, I think, sometimes too. <laughs> you know, generalize what they're saying, get the idea. But yeah, I think that you're much better at grammar. There's so many times that I say, I'm not sure if I've even saying this right, or I don't even know how to read this, and you're able to decipher it. So it's not necessary, like, it's not that you're not doing well in your Turkish learning, I think what you're saying is like putting yourself in those situations. And that has caused that has caused some issues between us when we've talked about how we want to handle uh, not knowing how to do something. And you'd prefer to continue looking online. And sometimes I say, well, there's a number that you can call. And I think I'm quick to just call a number. You're a little bit more patient to try to see if there's answers that you can get elsewhere. Yeah, because I wouldn't get answers from a phone number. Yeah. That's the point. If if I were to call them, I wouldn't get the answers anyway. And so why why do that? Yeah. Sometimes it just takes it's well one, it's a good language practice for you, but two, like having another Turkish person help you with that as well is another language opportunity. And three, like the more times that you do call someone and they ask you the same questions over and over, like then eventually you will figure out what they're asking you in the future. Yeah. So maybe. there's some of that. Like the more times that it I call the pizza the place and I realize I that they're going to ask me every time what I want on my pizza when I think it's already pretty self-explanatory on the menu that they put online, the next time I think I'm going to remember, oh yeah, they're going to ask me what I want on my pizza and I need to remember what the words are because <laughs> I have yeah. struggled over that the last couple of times that I've called. Right. I think that's a difference between us too. Nah, yeah, never mind. <laughs> We've found a lot of difference between us. We're also at like the three-year marriage mark and three, and, three a and a half. But like when we moved, it was two and a half and we celebrated our third year here. And then, so we, yeah, so we just completed our third year and we're into our fourth year of marriage. And I think there's just a lot of things that you figure out about each other that you didn't know before. But also, like, I wonder if there's some of these things – if we would have figured out some of the stuff that we are figuring out and the things that we're going through, if we hadn't have moved, because the stresses that we've been through, the things that we're learning and the people that we're becoming, we may not have ever had to do any of those things if we didn't move to another country. Um, so I'm, I'm actually really thankful that we're kind of figuring out who we are and what that looks like in a different, in a different setting. 
Um, Because it only makes Mm -hmm. me feel like I know you better and not less. (laughs) You know, you've gotten to see all the terrible sides. No, I mean, you see those things about me too. Um, But I think like we get to see each other's strengths and weaknesses. Um, You do much better at detail and attention to grammar and especially with the visas knowing how to find the answers that you need without having to ask other people and even when we're looking at getting new phones and turkey has a weird law about not being able to have phones every you can only register a phone every two years and so i just assumed that meant from the time we registered our last phone but you found out that it isn't from the time that we registered our last phone. It's a calendar year. So we can actually register a new phone as early as, Jan- as January 2018. So like those things, like those are strengths that I think I knew you had, <laughs> but like. What what was the strength there? I just Googled it. I don't think that was a strength. Well, now you're just making me look stupid. Like I don't know how to find things online. I'm trying to be no, uplifting and compliment look. you and you're not taking it very well, which is also something that I've learned this last year whenever I've tried to tell you nice things. No, you knew that before. Sometimes I did. Um, so anyways, language on both of our parts, what you've learned about language. And then I think what I've learned about language is no matter how frustrated I could be with it. Like if you continue pressing forward with it, it's it's worth the time yeah. to struggle through it and to take a break from it. <laughs> it is worth taking a break because I think that since coming back, I have just caught lots of littler things that I didn't, I just hadn't been hearing. And so there's just more things that I'm like, I don't know what that is, but I already know what all the rest of those words are. And so, okay, now I can focus on some of these other things that I wasn't even focusing or catching on because I was already worried about the other stuff. Yeah, well, that's that's backed up by science (laughs) because there are studies that show that like the best, the best time to remember something is like the instant before you're going to forget it because you have to like think, try to remember it and then you can remember it and that reinforces the memory in your mind. Mm-hmm. And so Maybe I the should break, do that more often. You, yeah, this is the science behind the spaced repetition like flashcards and stuff. I, uh... and so you took a break and didn't think about a lot of this stuff. And so when you came back and were trying to remember it, you had to like just work a little bit harder to try to remember it because it's been a little while. But that little bit of effort like made it stick better. I, st- I think and I'm so still it, having to work that breaks. extra hard to remember some of these things. Yeah, that's good. That's actually good. Yeah. So um, Great. What's your third one? My third one is that friendships take a while to become meaningful. Slash, I'm not that good at making friends. That's not always true. That's that's what uh, that's what my third. Once one you is. have good friends, I, they are there for life. Yeah, I think that's the thing. When I think about the friends that I left behind, they are friends that I've had for years and years and years and years, and so you know since college. And so when I think about the people that I'm becoming friends with here. And thinking, well, they're not as good as my old friends. Well, that's not true, of course. But the reason it's not true is because I've only known them for, you know, a year or less. And I haven't known them since college. And they haven't known me since college. And so it's not that they're worse friends or not as good people or whatever. I just haven't known them as long. But there is a sense in which you can work to be, to like form deeper friendships and I haven't, I don't do a great job at doing that. 
either. And so it's a mix, I think, a mix of both in that it takes time, but there are ways to speed it up and I'm not that good at speeding it up. That's my last one. That's your last one. Uh, One of mine was talking about how important community is. (laughs) (laughs) But I say that in the sense of I used to like college, after college for a little while, I think most of my life just make friends really easily. And most of the time I I still don't have problems making friends. Um, I have a lot harder time now really connecting, uh, not connecting, uh, committing, really committing to those relationships. Um, I think some of it is not knowing the person fully, not letting them in to trust me, which isn't right at all. Um, not knowing how long they're going to be here and be a part of my life. So I think between the transitions of being overly extroverted in college to 10 years later, living in Turkey again for the second time, having moved one, two, three, four, five times in between there, uh, a part of me like just wants to just be at home and only be friends with the certain people that I want to be friends with. But that's just not how that works. Like sometimes you have friends that you wouldn't have ever thought that you would have. And those friends are really important to you. They can really teach you lots of good things because if you are only friends with the people you want to be friends with, then you might not actually learn things that you need to learn about yourself. And so I've learned quite a bit of things about myself with the the people that I have around me who are just, who are just there, who just have to be my friends because I don't have any other people. Like I just, I think what I'm trying to say is that uh, community is important and you can't always be picky about what that looks like. But we have been really fortunate that most of our community here has done a good, good job better than we have about asking how we're doing and checking in on us and including us in their circles. And sometimes I feel a little bit guilty that we haven't necessarily contributed the same emotionally towards them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that's something that we were really thankful for for the last year, but we also see how we could better contribute in the future. But I also, that our three-year timeline that we've talked about, that was kind of what I had noticed in other times, like before, when you've moved someplace new, it takes that first year to kind of go through a lot of these insecurities, um, lack of confidence, lack of relationships and identities. Um, and it's just, it's just frustrating. Um, but that second year is usually when you're like, okay, I, I know I'm going to be here. And I know that I need to improve in some of these areas and I'm not as insecure or I'm not lacking confident in these areas like I once was. Like I can go to the grocery store and tell the woman this morning that my credit card needs to have a signature on it and I can't use it at the other machine because it doesn't have a password. (laughs) And so I won't get my stinking airline miles, but there's nobody at the other machine because I had to go through the line anyways. Doesn't matter. A whole other ramble, but I'm able to do those things. And so it's taking less effort to do the things that we couldn't do at first. And so we're able to use that effort that we're not having to daily put forth in the daily life task to now be able to 
input into relationships with people. Yeah, that's actually what I was going to say regarding your thought that you feel a little guilty about us not investing as much as you feel like people are investing in us. And I think that what I was going to say is that the people that you're probably thinking about have lived here for a really long time. And so they don't have a lot of these extra stresses. They don't have a lot of the the extra burdens of living and moving and adjusting to a new place. And so they're, they have more to give, I guess, in that, in that sense. And um, that doesn't mean that you're not right about us feeling guilty or, or whatnot. But I think it is a little bit true what you're saying, that as we kind of move forward and become more comfortable and become more, yeah, just comfortable with our life here, that we'll have more to give. So Yeah. Well, those are good things to learn. Yeah, I do have a so. couple of other like things that I learned that are helpful for me to know. Okay. They don't take very long to explain, so I'll mention a couple of them. Um, and I did do a three-part series about our first year abroad. Um, so you can check that out on the website. And so a couple of these things that I'm talking about now, if you've read the blog post, it talks a little bit about them there. But um, one of the things that I realize is important for me is that um, when I'm starting to feel like overly stressed or overly... I think pulled in too many directions, I just need to take a break. Like I might need to just get away for a weekend. And that kind of goes back to the intentionality part that I put into planning is that I know that probably every other month I'm going to need to get away for a weekend because while routine is very good for me, I also like the spontaneity of in the adventure of just getting away. Uh, and so sometimes that's once a month. If it's a really busy month, sometimes it's every other month. And I just need, I need to get away, remember how much I love living here and exploring this area so that I can get back and really work on the things that are not so fun in everyday life. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And I've said that to you before too. Like the day that we spent out on the sea with all of these other people, even though we didn't even know all of them, it was still a really good day. I had to remind myself that outside of the city of 4 million people, there are beautiful areas that I can explore. And this is why we live here. One of the reasons that we live here is because it's just a gorgeous area. Um, so that's a really helpful thing. Um, and the yeah. same with language. Sometimes learn. you just need to take a break from language. And so it is okay if you go with language for a couple of months and then you just take a break. Like maybe one week you just need to take off and just not worry about it so that you're not. And the best time to probably do that is when you are starting to dread language and you're starting to get behind on your homework and like actually learning the things that you're learning because you just can't, you can't put any more in your head. So that was one of them. And then my second one. That's two of them. Oh. Well, I suppose take a break to one, in, in these two areas. Yeah. And then the last one, or whichever one, second, third, whatever you want to break it up into, is that um, when I first got here, I quit doing a hobby that I really liked. And you need to find a hobby. You need to find those things that help, like, release some tension. And you need to do those things while you're, while even in the middle of moving finding furniture, all those things. And so one of my hobbies that I had done was cross-stitching uh, for our nieces and nephews. I cross-stitch like a little, their letter of their first name, and then I write their name, their date of birth on the bottom. And I was like two kids behind. <laughs> and 
Um, it took me a really long time to pick that back up. And I wish that I would have done it because I think in the moments that I felt like I wasn't doing things or producing things physically, because a lot of the stuff that I was working on was just like mental knowledge. So you can't always physically see that that's growing and building. Um, actually having a hobby that's hands-on is helpful, um, for me to see, okay, I'm, I'm doing something, I can see a product, I can finish it, it is obtainable. And so I have been glad that I've stepped back into that hobby. Yeah. So those are a couple of other things that I learned about myself. Overall, is it a good year? Yeah, I I definitely think it would be interesting to talk through more of like us and like us learning about our marriage and about each other more this last year. Um, And not so much the external things, but really talk through like, kind of how things happened, how things worked, how we talked through the difficult moments of living in another country together and the pressures that that puts on a marriage and that type of thing. Mm. I know you really don't want to do that episode, but I think it would be really helpful for people. I, I don't know that it would be because I don't think we really have it figured no, out. No, but you know, it could be like part A of like a continuous series of us trying to figure these things out. And I don't think that necessarily all these conversations need need to be figured out but i think it's helpful for other people to see that while it looks really fancy that we get to travel and we go to all these fun places that we like where we live like there's actually just normal everyday life stuff that would probably happen in the states but is multiplied (laughs) when we live here so i think it's helpful for people to see especially if they're going to move overseas kind of things that happen to us the pressures and like the stressors and then how we've communicated through them and how we're in the process of figuring out how to do things better doesn't we don't have to have a solution i would would love to have a solution for quite a few of these things we can just talk about all our problems and maybe then our listeners would have yeah i would love for other people to tell us it's like marriage it's like marriage counseling except you just don't have one counselor you have like a bunch of counselors they can all listen and then write us and say this is what this is where you're wrong, Jason. This is where you're wrong, Yeah, Katie. here's what I you hear know. you saying, and here's where you're both wrong. <laughs> and here's what you need to do to fix that. All right, just right, we'll just have therapy through our podcast, and we'll just hope that there's like counselors out there who will encourage us. I think we have enough problems that it would have to be a spinoff <laughs> podcast. Otherwise, we wouldn't really be talking about traveling anymore. Yeah, which we are going to do in the next podcast. Hopefully. Yes, hopefully. And we yeah. are super excited that um, our friends, Ashley and Eric, will be with us to kind of kick off the series. And yeah, we can't wait to share with you about our summer adventures. Yeah, it'll so, be fun. But until then, go and check out our three-part expat year series where I cover our first year abroad in writing. Um, there are three different parts to this and I will have all the links in the show notes which you can find at our website as always follow along on social media we have the Facebook page at Funk Travels Instagram at Funk Travels as well thanks for following along and we look forward to seeing you next week bye bye